Hello and welcome back to Really Good Appears, where we chat about and discuss all sorts of movies. My name is Gary O'Brien, and with me as always for the monthly movie awards, it's David Scanlon, as we present our accolades for the movies of May 2022. So stick around, we hope you enjoy. Again, I just want to thank people for, you know, tuning in because, you know, again, we're, 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 we're hit with a... A medical emergency that nobody saw coming because we got over the last one you know we all got a bit of sense of freedom and this new one came around also beginning with M. may movie madness <laughs> was something nobody saw coming we had just gotten over march movie madness david yeah and now this like when are we it's, gonna get a break <laughs> it's like uh it's like the second dose of a disease. So <laughs> <laughs> I was going with it's, it though. Yeah, it, it, it's, what? you know. It, what did it you hits, think I was talking about? It hits pretty hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost worse. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> uh, hello, welcome back, sir. Thanks. Yeah, good to be here. We're doing um, it again. We're doing it again, yeah. And um, I think this month is better than the last. Yeah, I think it has more better. I think last movie had last month had better average movies. Yeah, like like loads of movies to go see that were good. It had a better mean, but this has a better ah, standard deviation. A statistical man we yes. have here. Yeah. Um. Mmm. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, this this month definitely has some absolute standout movies. Um, yeah. Like probably the best, some of the best movies of the year so far. I think one of them actually is my number one movie of the year. Oh, uh, so far. Um, praise. Tune in for a sneakerella. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so quick things up top. Letterbox, get on it. Follow us. We want to know what you're thinking about movies and what you think of movies because we're just two guys, two bros watching movies. Who know we could be missing the nuances of things. Yeah. Um, and also we're doing a thing. I meant to say this to you. Yeah, yeah. We're doing no, a prize. Yeah. I heard this. On I don't know what we're going to call it. One the of the unfortunate events. Yeah. Uh, podcast. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. We're doing a prize for the best, not the best one, but we're just like that's a good, co- that's a good review of the month. Gonna... So wait, hold on. Is this people who follow us, or yeah. if we follow them, and if they yeah. give a good review, we'll give them a shout out? Doesn't have to be a good review. It could be a bad review. Or yeah, give them. But a well written review, well, David. You know, you're the it? numbers man. I'm the I'm the literary man of the podcast. Everyone knows this. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we'll have some sort of voting system. That'd be. Yeah. I think just me and you and the producer. Yeah. Oh, by the way, yes, producer. producer we'll get yeah. that up top. So uh, as everyone knows. Um, oh, sorry. Is there a prize? There's no prize. Uh, just to call it critical acclaim. Yeah, and, I suppose uh, the fame that comes yeah, with it. Of course. Um, <laughs> Instagram post. We'll see how I'm feeling. <laughs> but yeah, probably. Um, so yeah, so get on the letterbox to do that. Um, Instagram as well. That's where we put up the our reviews early as well. Uh, and I put up that traffic light system thing, which people seem to be liking. Enjoying it. So thanks for letting me know. Uh, five stars on Spotify, please. Yeah, no I'm, reason. I'm not even getting into it any more than I usually do. Just yeah. do it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's your homework. Get it done. <laughs> yeah. uh, time codes for all the movies we're going to be discussing are down below if you want to jump around. Uh, the movies are Doctor Strange in the, in the Multiverse of oh, Madness. been a good chance to quote the song Jump Around. <laughs> yeah, I <get> <laughs> No, I'm, I'm, my copyright was yeah. there. Actually, the... yeah, I noticed on the last, I'm really, dis- I'm tangent straight away, but yeah. the last one where you kept going and playing Journey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> that was a good bit. <laughs> Sorry, I've just completely <laughs> just read, derailed the podcast already four minutes uh, in. What I was going to say. You're listening so, at the movies. Yeah, uh, yeah, so the movies we're talking about. Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Sneakerella, Firestarter, Father Stew on Colleen Kuhn or The Quiet Girl. Top Gun, Maverick and Chippendale Rescue 
Rangers. We also, in the Spotify, where you can give us five stars. Don't know if I mentioned that. Uh, there's also a poll where you can vote about what movies you're most excited for for June. I believe the one that won May was Doctor Strange. No. I'm very sorry for those people. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, and then also, uh, for all the awards, we're handing out our six awards. We're our Movie of the Month, Movie of the Month, um, the Pierce Brosnan Award for Excellence in Acting, the Pierce Brosnan Award for Incompetence in Acting, the Hidden Gem Award, and the Visible Trash Award, or Garbage Award. Um, how it's voted on is the Academy is full of two people, uh, me and David. And then in case of a tiebreak, it goes to the producer. And people got quite upset that I was the producer, so I gave myself, you know, the third vote. Uh, so we got rid of him, myself. Yeah. Uh, last month, we got the Magical Deer, from yeah. the Fantastic Beast movie, The Chillin'. The Chillin'. Uh, he's dead. Yes. <laughs> you slit his throat. Yeah, I mean, like, <laughs> he didn't bow. Why didn't he bow? <laughs> you need to know the future. Um, so what I've decided to do on theme is, of course, I've gotten Gary from the multiverse. Uh, in yeah. Different Gary. Yeah. Not me. Okay. He's had his own life experience. Yeah. Very similar to mine. Okay. But different. But I've given you a choice, David. Yeah. <laughs> so this Gary, yeah. you can decide, did I get him from a universe that is where he grew up in the Wahlberg family? Okay. In Boston? In Boston. Yeah, wherever, wherever the... Did he, live, did he live down by the harbour? <laughs> was his father a cop? Was his father a cop? I'm going to have to ask. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I want to make it very clear. He didn't grow up in Boston. He grew up in Dublin for 21 years and then moved over. So his accent's uh, a bit weird, do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It's, a, it's had a while to, you know, get a weird twang to it. Yeah. So don't criticise it too much. Uh, the other one is Gary who grew up in New York. New York? <laughs> in New York. And the other is Gary from Opposite World. Where everything's the opposite. Oh no, this is going to get confusing. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see, we can jump in and we'll see where he is, where he's from later mm. on, if you want. But mm. yeah, that's that's what it is, Multiverse Gary. It's yeah. Gary with two oars as well, so you know, oh, he's loser. not to be trusted, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what are we going to talk about? I have I have an idea of what way we can do this. Yep. Um, but I was thinking what Sorry, we can do. Sorry, actually, just before, I, I'm going to cut you off here. Um, I don't know if my mic is very low here. Do you want to look? Hello, my name is David. Oh, you're Stone. fine. You're fine. Okay, no, I was just making sure. You're just a very quiet boy. Oh, you're on on <laughs> on buccal cue. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna see if you could pull that one out. <laughs> I got it. Um, so right, so how I thought I would um, you know, run through this because I want to leave Doctor Strange to the end. Yeah. Because we'll see time dependent how long Gary wants to talk about that. Yeah. Um, but I want to talk about a movie that is, in one of my in my opinion, the best movie of the year so far. Yeah. Um, which is Everything Everywhere All at Once. It is a movie that I feel. Um, not many people might I don't know it's this thing is it a hidden gem yeah like I, I think it's gotten a lot of publicity uh, since coming out but definitely before coming out it would have been I would have considered a hidden, hidden gem but it's it's one of those ones where and I think it's probably because the caliber of movies coming out this month have been quite mixed I think that's another reason why it's kind of hit hit home quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'd probably define it as a hidden gem because, yeah. like, I, I I didn't hear about it yeah. earlier this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I hadn't seen even any trailers until even the release date, and then you started seeing stuff on YouTube and, and you know ads or whatever on Instagram and stuff like that. So yeah, I'd consider it a hidden yeah. gem. Yeah. Okay. Well, we're nominating it for hidden gem. Yeah. Uh, for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's a, basically I have the description here. Okay. I didn't write this. Yeah. You know, me, a literary man, you'd expect me to have something written, but I stole yeah. this off Google. <laughs> Maybe I'm a Gary from a universe that loves books. Oh wow. <laughs> and I'm kidnapped the other Gary. <laughs> what a nerd. <laughs> um. So when an interdimensional rupture unravels reality, an unlikely hero must channel her newfound powers to fight bizarre and bewildering dangers from the multiverse as the fate of the world hangs in the balance. And I think that's actually quite a poor description because this is a family drama with, <laughs> yeah. with, the, with an extra layer of 
sci-fi yeah, to it. Yeah. Is I don't even know how you begin talking about this movie, but all I'll say is it's 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 got Michelle Yeoh in it, who people mm. would know from like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and of course the major success Tomorrow Never Dies with Pierce Brosnan, James Bond movie, and uh, so they got other people, Kehu Kwan, whose name I'm definitely butchering. Yeah, um, who. It's short round. Yeah. And he's done nothing for years. I know. He fucking does he's, this. He's a, uh, he's a stunt actor. Or he's a stunt coordinator. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's oh. why he, he kind of took a break from acting because he was in, obviously, Indiana Jones, but he was also in The Goonies. So he kind of, when he was younger, he he had kind of a lot of big films behind him. Yeah. And then just decided, you know, I, I don't think this is for me. Yeah. Uh, took a kind of backward, backward step in terms of like, just kind of working behind the scenes with stunt coordinators and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I... I don't know how they got him for this. I don't but... know, but like to give the performance he did, like yeah. again, that's like as as wild and weird as this is, because it's a multiverse yeah. movie. It's all about like different universes where you know di- people made different decisions and they they ended up branching into like you know different um, lifestyles, even in a way, and like yeah. how things happened. Um, but for all that to still happen, and for me to probably say that the best part of this movie is the heart and the performances, mm. Jesus, you have to be good. Yeah. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I just want to say I'll give some other shout-outs to people in it, and we'll probably get a bit more. Like, Stephanie Sue? Sue? I can't pronounce it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Steph. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Uh, Jamie Lee Curtis. James Hong, yeah. who is 93. Yeah. And he's like, he has some of the, like, what? He's like, he was on the Groucho Marx talk show. Yeah, That's yeah. how old this motherfucker I is. I know, yeah. And he's like, killing it. I know. So good. He's also been turning red as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jenny Slate's in it. Uh, and then Harry Shum Jr., whoever he is. He plays someone called Chad. Yeah. Uh, great performances. Fantastic action. Uh, the, the Just from a conceptual point of view, how they're able to deliver things. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a weird fucking movie that I loved. Yeah. So the, the biggest thing for me about this movie is the uniqueness of it. So... Uh, I haven't heard anything too much about the directors. Um, if anyone's seen the or Daniels, heard of, yeah, yeah, if anyone's seen or heard of Swiss Army Man again, it's a weird movie. I haven't seen it myself, but it just seems like a weird concept. Isn't it? Is that the one where Daniel Radcliffe is dead? Yeah, and Paul Dano uses him to like get off a get off an island, island or something, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Like to survive yeah. and use him to like pitch a tent, yeah. and, like as a mattress and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's a weird idea. Um, but like from what I've heard is like these guys saw episodes of like Rick and Morty and different things and they were like, why couldn't, you know, if, if people are able to take in a 20 minute episode where they introduce like different universes of, of Rick and Morty and you know, you can get on board with that, why can't you do that with um, you know, a, a two hour, two and a half hour movie. So yeah. like, that's where I believe the concept of, of the multiverse came from. But as you said, this isn't a multiverse movie. I wouldn't even define it as, you know, specifically like it is science fiction, but like it, I would say it's a family drama more yeah. than anything. And um, like a mother daughter relationship or even mother, even uh, sorry, husband and wife, husband relationship, wife relationship as well. Yeah. There, it is, there is so many layers to this. Um, but as as you say, I think it's just the uniqueness of mm-hmm. this movie yeah. which really stands out to me. And um, if anyone was on my letterbox, you would have seen I gave it four point five. The reason behind it was I I, I kind of I struggle to give movies a, a five star rating when they first come out because I'm like, how long is this going to stay in the ether? But I feel like this is a movie that you know in twenty years time we'll still be talking yeah. about. You know, action wise, concept, uh, narrative, everything. Mm-hmm. I think about it and some of the best action scenes like yeah. all I'll say is uh, bum bag or the fanny pack <laughs> scene like yeah. that's great and then um, the awards the scene, awards bit uh, yeah. it's, it's like it's it's stuff there like they've just sprinkled in at the start and you just see uh, like glimpses of things and then they come back to it and yeah. they've just and it's not 
crude. It's just like... Yeah, and I, I think that was one of my problems with it was sometimes it does become a bit too silly yeah, yeah. for what it's trying to do. Yeah. Um, and again, I don't really want to get into the plot too much no, because exactly, I do not yeah. want to spoil this for people. Yeah. Uh, I just, I guess my biggest thing was I just wanted to level set people and know do mm. not go in expecting a weird sci-fi romp. Yeah. Like, it's, a, it's a, like... It's one of those rare movies that I can hear the entire audience crying. Yeah. Uh, there was another movie recently. I can't fucking remember what it was. It was last year. I remember just sitting in a room being like, I've never heard so many people crying. You know, really, like you could see someone, but like to yeah. hear crying. Yeah. This movie as well. Th- there's a scene at the end. Yeah. Like, my yeah. God. Yeah. No. Yeah. A- and one thing I will, if I'm, if I'm going to add some criticism to it, is that I think when you're first introduced to the concept that started, the, the movie's kind of split into two parts. So everything... And then everywhere. Is that it? No. There's a third part. You're so oh, close sorry, to the name it? of the movie, David. No, no, no. Because the first, there's a first half, oh, which yeah, is yeah. everything. Yeah. Okay, and then it goes everywhere all at once. No. Isn't, or everything. No. It's everything, everywhere, all at once. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Three parts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Oh. Yeah, everything. You said halves, though. Every, yeah, no, sorry. <laughs> first half, everything. You're the stats man and you've let me down. The first half is everything. Yeah, yeah. Then it goes to a quarter, which ah, is about okay. every, everywhere and then mm-hmm. all at once. Yeah. Okay. So I think like the when you first introduce the concept, I think that's really engaging. Like it's really like it does take a while to click, though. I find. For yeah, me, yeah. Like yeah. I'm gonna say, you spend about 25 minutes thinking. Not really. Again, I see no trailers. I knew nothing. Yeah, about the movie. exactly. I still yeah. was like, what the fuck's going on exactly? Because yeah. um, there's one scene on a video camera. Yeah, that's just kind of you don't shown, what's and then going. you don't really get an explanation for that yeah. for like seven minutes or so, and you're like, yeah. what? Say what was the bit earlier? Yeah. Um, sorry, good job, folks. No, all I'm saying is that like I really enjoyed that first half. Mm-hmm. Then when it gets into the second, or the third quarter, if that makes yeah. sense, it just drags a little bit towards no, the end. Where has the abacus at home, <laughs> able to follow this. It's Me just... a bookman, you know. Can't focus. You're a bookman. Are you? I'm a bookman, yeah. Okay. Uh... The books, <laughs> big fan. Milwaukee. No, Tampa Bay. Okay. <laughs> There's your Milwaukee books as yes! well. Like NBA. Maybe uh, I am going for another multiverse yeah. sports teams. Um but all I was just all I was gonna say is it just drags a little bit in in the kind of third quarter where it's it's her there's this whole concept of fighting fire with water yeah. or fighting uh, conflict with kindness with, and stuff yeah. like that and it, I think it was a nice idea I just think we were on such a kind of a roll yeah, it no, just slows way yeah. down a little bit the too movie much. does feel like it's ending for a bit 20 minutes yeah, at one point. yeah. Um, but yeah but I, again I think that's that's again because it goes at such a high pace yeah. in the middle where it throws a lot at you and then it just comes to a little bit of a halt where it, it touches on so many different uh, relationships mm-hmm. in the movie that it, you just it just slows down a little bit too much too quickly yeah. for, for me but like again I'm picking at, at, at the movie like in terms of as I said concept and, and narrative I think was it was absolutely beautiful and the, for them to kind of hit hit home with their um, their idea behind with the multiverse and yeah. family dynamic, I think it was just really well balanced. Yeah. And I thought another really interesting thing was uh, this: is the last thing I'll, I'll say because otherwise I'll talk all day on it. Yeah. Which was like, I love how uh, like personal connections and family is like is such a strong point in it, and that like we see all these different multiverses in a way. Uh, and again, we don't really multiverse hop either. No. It's, it's not like again, like I, it's not really like a, you're going into a different one where everyone. Yeah, you know walks on their hands like it's yeah. nothing like weird and wacky like that it's kind of way more it feels way more grounded yeah. except for maybe one or two other multiverses we see yeah um, but it's all about how the, your, the friends and family kind of say the same that yeah. like even sometimes you can make decisions but you're still gonna have the same people around yeah. you kind of thing um, which I thought was interesting um, and again not what I expected from a big weird and wacky multiverse movie yeah um, 
like some of the references as well. I will say, Ratatouille. Ratatouille. Yeah, that was good. Smart. Speaking of Disney animation, yep, that was great. Oh, that was good. Thank you very much. Um, uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers so again a hidden gem in that see this I was debating even calling this a hidden gem because mm. it was so heavily advertised online with you know uh, Andy Samberg and yeah. John Mulaney who voiced both Chip and Dale who's who I don't know um, but it's but again watching it yeah. I was like ooh this is a niche movie yeah. oh this is yeah. niche um, so for anyone who might not know what it is it is basically based on the, t- uh, the Disney animated show Chip and Dale Rescue yeah. Rangers but it has that kind of Who Framed Roger Rabbit twist on it in a way where it's like imagine if they're actually actors and the Chip mm. and Dale show is an actual show within the universe that casts these two chipmunks um, but basically animated it, chipmunks animated chipmunks <laughs> sorry not, yeah. not a kind of weird Alan the, uh, Alvin and the Chipmunks kind of thing yeah you know I mean? yeah but they're they're in they're, the real world. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they uh, basically it's this weird like cartoon and humans living together in like mm. Los Angeles kind of thing. And ba- well, basically, what happens is years go by, but they go their separate ways. Uh, Chip or Dale, uh, Andy Samberg. <laughs> I'm gonna have to call them by those names. <laughs> Andy Samberg is like still chasing fame, and he's still like, he's oh, gone. do you remember us from the show and yeah. stuff? Whereas uh, John Mulaney is very much like, I work in insurance now, mm. and uh, those days are kind of behind, behind me. And I've got a big dog. <laughs> <laughs> do you really want me to do? That? Oh wait. Hold on, I have one. Gary from the universe where he's good friends with John Mulaney. <laughs> you rang! I'm here now! Sorry, that sounds more like Jim Carrey than John Mulaney. Um, you know, like a chipmunk. Sorry. Um, so, yeah, so what happens is uh, there's this weird underground mob or whatever that yeah. is kidnapping uh, animated characters and doing something to them. And one of Chip and Dale's friends gets taken yeah. by the mob and they have to reunite together again to solve the crime and rescue their friend. Yeah. Rescue Rangers. Uh, oh, it makes sense. <laughs> uh, but I think the biggest thing about this movie is it has just shock full of references to mm. other animated shows, uh, anim- animated shows, movies, um, uh, but also not even like real action, live action movies, um, but not just from Disney, which was the biggest thing that yeah. got me. It's from every studio, every property. You spend, like how I described the movie, and I wish uh, Letterboxd would let you do GIFs, it's the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio in Once Upon a Time. That is this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's a fun time if you're like a movie nerd like us and you've you've seen like loads of stuff. Um th- there's one character in it and again oh. I won't spoil it. It's just it's standard I'll say stuff. who voices him because yeah. I want to come back to him later. Tim Robinson. Tim Robinson. And then yeah. if anyone hasn't watched the show, I think you should leave him. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the weird it's how I describe it is it's just angry comedy, yeah. which I am all there for. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love it, it's the best. Yeah. Um but he's in that and he's fantastic. He yeah. used to write for SNL. But he's uh, he I wouldn't say he's like weird, super weird and wacky at this, but the character he's yeah. playing, who I do not want to spoil. Yeah, but like it's so incredible. Am I, like what I what I would say. No, actually, sorry. What I'll, I'll get back to is the fact that I don't know who this movie is for. It's yeah. like it, it's for adults. It's for adults who grew up with the show. So I think it's, it's for adults who grew up with the show, but also adults who like like movies and who like follow movies. Because like there's there's too much stuff in it for kids yeah. to even comprehend. Mm-hmm. I don't think you need to be a fan of the show because I no I yeah. no I'm not saying that, but I think it, like if you are a fan of the show, you would yeah. enjoy this just as much as as anyone. Um, but I, I thought narrative wise, like it was it was interesting enough in terms of them being like detectives and and trying to solve the crimes and or trying to solve the case. Um, but as you say, what stands out most about this is the world itself and the whole the they don't even build 
around like one sort of area it's like neighborhoods upon neighborhoods and they go to different areas they yeah. go to um like one thing i'll say it's not too much of a sport they go to a place called the uncanny, uncanny valley, valley which yeah. is a term where um when a, when a character is animated yeah and it doesn't look real enough to be human to be human but, but it looks weird enough hum- yeah, yeah it's like the polar express yeah. movie that's like that uncanny valley yeah. like it doesn't look right yeah. you can't put your finger on it and you look you look at the character and for some reason they're always staring into space <laughs> yeah, it yeah, just yeah. doesn't yeah they're, there's they're some never really good jokes with that but again that's real niche yeah or is it niche I don't know yeah like, I don't know Like, but I think like and even that character we were talking about sorry that's the thing I was going to mention yeah. like how many people are like I even I when I saw I was like who is going to get this <laughs> like, See, that's a big internet thing though. yeah I suppose yeah there is uh, it, there probably is it probably is going to be something where like when people see it they'll call back to when yeah. you know it was a thing yeah, yeah. Or... but but also I will say is there's poor there's some poor nerd locked in his basement making one of those YouTube uh, all the cameos and easter eggs did Chip and Dale yeah. revealed and he is cranking through yeah. frame by frame because yeah, yeah. there's one scene in particular where there's just a load of things in like a museum kind of ex, ex- exhibition yeah it's not really that but that's the best way I can describe it without spoiling it that you would spend hours trying to work out what it is yeah um but also, uh, also just to another great part of the movie is the voice cast. So yeah, the, it's just gotta uh, get it up here. Sandberg and Mulaney are great. Tim Robinson, Seth Rogen, do no wrong. Seth Rogen, J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons, J.K. Simmons has such a small role as well, which I thought like I know it was, it was probably like a day, a day and a half maybe of, of oh, voice yeah, acting. Yeah, maybe, yeah. But I just thought again. I think so his voice. Much. I think his voice just sent, l- lends itself so well to, to his character. Like a cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like a detective. Yeah. Um, who else is in it? Um, Will Arnett. Will Arnett, yeah. who is doing... Oh, he's doing the Will Arnett voice, by the way. <laughs> if anyone's worried <laughs> yeah. about what type of voice it is, yeah. it's the Will Arnett voice, you know that? Uh, and then, sorry, the only other one I have here is Eric Bana. Who the fuck does Eric Bana play? Um, Monetary Jack. Who's that again? The Is the polar bear? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah oh, and there's also, uh, I think, just Jordan Peele? Not Jordan Peele, mm-hmm. Keegan-Michael, Keegan-Michael Keane. Maybe. Yeah, I think I he plays see. the chef. Yes. No, Bjornsson. Oh, yeah. yeah Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, there's Kiki Lane as well. She yeah. plays um, the, the, the human detective um, who, who's also quite good in it. And also, she has a really good fight scene with a character. Oh, sorry. This is the... Sorry, yeah. The girl that plays the human. Sorry. The, the girl that plays the human. Yeah, yeah, sorry. sorry. Uh, there's a really fantastic fight scene with yeah. her and an animated character. Yeah. That is Which, flawless. Again, re- references to another movie from, yeah. the, from the 90s. There's so well. many references. I know, this. yeah. Um, but I don't think it's... That none of them are so go over your head like you're gonna get you're gonna get yeah. references there's like Jurassic Park references yeah. there's like all that sort of stuff that you're like oh I know that's yeah. from the thing but like there's probably more like deeper down ones where you're like oh I know that but one. like even like one of the jokes that got to me was the um, so one of the chipmunks hits the other chipmunk over the head and you know they do that uh, animated thing where the, the, birds. the birds fly around but like there's a bit at the end of the movie where that also happens and like the birds have consciousness themselves, oh, so they good. get like a ringtone it's on like, their phone, and it's like they're funny, like, "Funny, it's late, you can't go." And go That's my job. Yeah, and there's literally birds with that job that have to go do that thing every time someone gets in there. Like, and that's just like, yeah, it's so silly, it's so ridiculous. And I, again, I feel like that's the type of thing that people would just like, no, I'm, I'm done with this. But yeah, I just love that so much yeah. that someone went to the t- went through the thought process of, of that and yeah. just decided that that was a concept in this world. So. Yeah, uh, there's also, I think, one of my favorite parts of the movie is there's a scene with Seth Rogen's character and yeah, other animated yeah. characters and you'll know the bit when it mm. comes up my god it's it's great yeah. uh, but yeah definitely Hidden Gem on Disney yeah. Plus 
Yeah. Um, seek it out. Uh, it's only like an hour and 40. Hour and 37 minutes. Hour and 37 minutes. What, what more do you want, hey? Yeah. Um, another top, another, I was going to say, another top gun. <laughs> Sorry. It's just read my notes. Uh, another hidden gem, and I think this is definitely a hidden gem. Yeah. This is the Irish movie on Colleen Kewen. Yeah. Which, um, you, 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 did you see that two days ago? Yeah, I just went to it on Friday, and I, again, I, this, I think this is one I don't want to say too much about. And, um, <laughs> on, on, on Google Q, on indeed. Google Kewen, yeah. Um, so, first of all, um, this probably won't be in cinemas that long, but I would say if, if people can get out to see it, do. Um, again, it's one of those short movies, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can't get out to see it in a cinema, I know it's there's some sort of connection to TG Carr, and I feel like it'll be the type of thing that if it's not on TG Carr itself, it may be on TG Carr Player. Mm-hmm. Um, again, like it's it's niche, it's slow, but my God, it's mm. it's just it's Irish. It is Irish, yeah. Um, absolutely beautiful movie. I think I feel like this is the type of movie if it was made in Italy or it was made in France, it would be at one of these festivals. Yeah. And there'd be a huge buzz behind mm-hmm. it and people would start talking about it. But it's just, it, and it's it's simple, it's a simple concept. And the way I describe it is, it's it's like, it's, it's a movie with layers and it just peels away slowly but surely um, throughout its runtime. And then at the end, it just comes to this absolutely beautiful crescendo. Oh, yeah. And like, but at the start, like I, 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 I'll admit, I was kind of like, "This is way too slow. It's yeah. not really going anywhere." And then slowly but surely, there's just points in the movie where there's interactions between certain characters, and, um, and then as I said, just towards the end, it just comes to this beautiful crescendo. It's it's a slight kind of uh, what I would say, kind of montage that just it reels through. What, yeah. you know, kind of what happened. The events of the movie. Yeah, and it's ba- it's basically for anyone might not know, it's basically about a girl who a quiet girl. Yeah, uh, who. Uh, has, it lives with a family who are just uh, nightmare. Yeah, um, they, abusive. In... They they just have too much chill. They have too many children. It's it's got it's. I don't. It doesn't even tell you what type of year it is. Yeah, you know, it's nineteen eighty one. Oh, is it okay? Because yes. they do make references to a lot of hurling matches yes. and a lot of uh, Johnny. Logan I also think a well. lot of the radios. Yeah, ads were fake. Okay, because yeah. because there's very specific. Yeah, because there's one about going back to school and yeah yeah. Anyway, but basically it's about, it's about a girl in uh, county that I, I, I is it Mayo I feel like it's Mayo or Galway because they say it's a three hour drive to okay. Waterford yeah. and that's it makes sense okay. somewhere like that but anyway basically it's about this girl and for the summer she's awkward she's weird she gets bullied in school her kid, her sisters don't like her yeah. um, she's young probably like 10 yeah. 9 or 10 or something like and that. basically they send her away to live with their aunt cousin no, no cousin, her, her mother's her mom, cousin her mom's cousin yeah. uh, for the summer and basically it's just a movie where she is treated kindly yeah for an yeah. hour 20 minutes yeah and then there's obviously you know there's obviously hiccups along the way and stuff yeah. but it's just such a strong emotional piece of cinema yeah. and it is very slow for an hour and a half movie but I would say nothing is wasted like there's no excess no. in this movie in terms of it just slowly moves because you need to build that bond with yeah. the character and it's a very empathetic ep- movie as well Like what we will say is everything makes sense as to why certain relationships are slow to build yes like you, you, you'll you understand as things are, are revealed throughout why certain characters don't get close as, as quickly as others and things like that so mm. uh, it like everything be, is revealed towards the end and it is it's very satisfying conclusion I, th- I yes. feel yeah so um, yeah like again I don't want to say too much I've kind of I've probably given away too much already yeah. but like again it's uh, also another big part of the movie Half it's probably in Irish 
half it, yeah. Yeah, yeah like it is yeah. a mix of Irish and English. So yeah. if you're kind of like, oh, I don't want to be watching an Irish movie, it's not, it's, I can't describe it. It comes across as more of like a natural movie that has Irish in it yeah. rather than like a, we're down in the pub and we're, ha- we're like, I can't describe it. It doesn't come across like it's a, being an Irish is the gimmick. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It just comes across as way more natural because there's scenarios where the characters have to speak English yeah. and they just do that and then they also speak Irish in other instances. Yeah. Um, it just seems really well done and it yeah. didn't bother me as much as I thought it might. Yeah. Um, also which, is, d- which is why I feel like, I, why I made that connection to like, it's just, it feels like a foreign language yeah. film. Like, yeah. I hope this, I like, I know they won't, but I'd love to see it like nominated the Oscars for like best foreign yeah, film. Yeah, best like, foreign film. Yeah. Um, it doesn't really have a big message or anything like that but yeah but it's which, just a sweet yeah. Oh, yeah. sweet sweet conclusion uh, sweet great performances as well oh yeah uh, like the kids i have her name here it's just Catherine clinch great actor yeah whatever age she is unbelievable yeah what do you think of her running david uh good form good form yeah mm. yeah definitely yeah and, and like to be fair she has to run in those wellies which yeah like, i mean like they, poor arch support yeah. i mean like your man says she she improves 10 seconds over the summer like i mean get I get her what, in some spikes three weeks with you yeah i mean get her in some <laughs> spikes some PBs. yeah exactly smashing yeah. those bbs every day um but yeah surely this is the hidden gem of the month is it yeah um, it has to be because of how hidden it hidden is it is yeah versus uh, the gemness of it yeah um like everything all at once is a box office hit yeah in the States. like in terms of how much it was made for and how well consistently well it's doing yeah so it's getting its acclaim there yeah well, I definitely think this like just for like can you imagine probably this made for what hun- five five hundred five euro <laughs> five euro I was gonna say like three hundred grand probably maybe I don't know even yeah, less probably yeah, but I just situation. think like and the other thing I'll, I'll touch on is just how how well it's able to define Irish culture yeah and the period the time yeah. period as well does it so well yeah like there's characters in it where like you you've met those characters yeah. in real life in Ireland and mm. you know exactly the type of people they are and, and and especially kind of rural Ireland at that time I'm I'm sure it it really well kind of defines the time so yeah no look I I think over those two other films like it's definitely the one where you would say it's the most hidden of the gems, the gems if that makes yeah. sense yeah yeah but sometimes there's more gems that aren't really hidden, but they're such a good gem. Yeah. But in th- this case... We might a- touch on that later. <laughs> we might touch on that later. Yeah. Uh, it was actually filmed in Dublin and Meath. There you go. Up the dubs, am I right? Up the dubs. How many years in a row Leinster Finals, David? Leinster Finals? Oh, Leinster Championships. Yeah. 12. Is it? Good stuff. <laughs> 2010, yeah, 12. Um, it's based on a book as well called Foster. Um, yeah. By Claire Keegan. Uh, I'm finding out all this information that is not the budget but yeah. sure look sure listen uh, well well done on Colin Kuhn yeah. you've got our approval no That's exactly yeah. Yeah. Um, again as I said to Pete, as I said at the start if like if it's not in your local cinema like I it has to be like for, for TG Carr to be so kind of on board with some sort of the, of the production I feel like they'll probably have it on the player or on the TV channel at mm. some point so um, okay well this leads nicely into the next category which I, which I thought was best actor because I thought like I'd said with um, all of those movies um, some fantastic performances yeah. uh, I think I've already called out Michelle Yeoh and yeah. Ki-Hu Kwan uh, for everything ever all at once uh, Andy Samberg John Mulaney uh, Tim Robinson all from Chippendale Rescue Rangers um, from Uncle Ian Kuhn you have Catherine Clinch Kerry Crowley and Andrew Bennett uh, Andrew Bennett's in a great little niche <laughs> RGE comedy mm. show you should go watch it's called Your Bad Self on YouTube mm. check it out Maybe I'll do that every category. I have a new comedy suggestion from people. It's I think you should leave now on Netflix. Yeah. 
and your bad self. Your bad self, yeah. Um, but there's another good performance we wanted to call out this year, um, and that's... This year? This month? This month, but also this year. <laughs> um, this decade. <laughs> uh, I'll stop. They, uh, and that's uh, none other, um, you know, pop sensation Marky Mark <laughs> turned actor Mark yeah, Wahlberg, Mark Wahlberg. Uh, in a movie called Father Stew. Yeah, okay. What's so... Father Stew about, David? <laughs> okay, so... So... First of all, what I will say is this, um, I wouldn't say this film is like for everyone. It definitely wasn't for me. Like it, it's, it's a weird kind of biopic, if that makes sense of, uh, a, a person who kind of changed their ways, kind of redeemed the, themselves a little bit, but it, it kind of veers too much into kind of religious background for me and I, I didn't really like the way it went but um he plays a character who comes from kind of middle america um and he was like a boxer kind of a hard man um drank a lot didn't really play by the rules and decided at one point he was going to go and become an actor in uh, hollywood because he, he had hit, been hit in the head too much and he couldn't box anymore so that he, he decided he was going to uh go become an actor and then for one reason or another he decides then to become a priest <laughs> and a natural progression and that's for boxer yeah like, again certain things happen in okay, between yeah. i don't i didn't don't see this so, yeah yeah uh, i don't want to give too many points away because it, it, I'm, it, I'm gonna watch it later yeah no oh, one's gonna man, watch this time. no one's gonna watch this um but like what i will say is mark Wahlberg. He, he's not playing himself which is is something i really enjoyed about it he's playing a, this character now I didn't enjoy this character. He's, he's <laughs> okay. at the start. He's a bit of a like not a weirdo. He's just a bit of a creep. Like yeah. and and like he he's supposed to be redeemed by the end, but I don't think he is. Like mm. certain things happen to him. I'm like, yeah, just because those things happen doesn't make you any better person, yeah. whatever. Um, but what I will say, like it, like it's a well made movie. Okay. It's. Are you? I've never seen you struggle to talk about a movie. So yeah, like... I know. It's just I. I just didn't enjoy it like but i can tell it was well made okay but the the deeper i dive into it is like you if you the the girl who directed it no firstly female director oh, cool. that's good that. the negative is that it was um mel gibson's girlfriend oh no <laughs> yeah that's not good <laughs> um and he's in it as well he's, he's in it as well and again he... bill long who's the what in the in the movie his name is bill long Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, uh, he, no, sorry, Mel Gibson's character. Yeah, he's no, Mark Wahlberg's. No, Mark dad. Wahlberg's father, Stu David. Yeah, no, Mark Wahlberg. Sorry, he's Mark Wahlberg's dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, we need. We don't need to spend this much time on okay. this movie. Look, I just Bill Long sounds like a funny like yeah, news yeah. name. I was gonna make a yeah. joke, David. You've no. <laughs> shown me up to be a fraud. Yeah. Um, look, everyone does a, a grand job in it. I just it 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 veers way too much into religious kind of backgrounds and stuff like that. Okay. The character of Stu makes certain decisions in it, and like. It, for for um his own personal benefit at one point and then decides that he wants to become a priest because certain things happen to him and he has this kind of faithful or religious moments if yeah. that makes sense or what would you yeah. say, what would you say I know like, when exactly he had vi- you're talking about. visions or whatever of of religious characters and, and things like that and who who come to him at, at times of weakness yeah and like divine inspiration yeah like exactly a, like, yeah, yeah. And he de- he decides to become a priest, and then another thing happens to him, and he still wants to become a priest, and and everyone doesn't want him to become a priest because he's this sort of character. Yeah. And I understand again, it's 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 a it's a nice concept because it's someone you know going against type and becoming something that they yeah. shouldn't be. 
all in the name of Jesus, though. Yeah, it's, okay, no, it I just get becomes you. way too religious. No, I get and you, stuff. I get you. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like you said, it's good to see Mark Wahlberg not cashing in on no, the usual shit. That's like, exactly like, it. Compared to some of the other stuff yeah. he's done recently. And I know this is best actor category, but I, like, we have to talk about. I, it. I know. I just to, had to like show some sort of like yeah. appreciation of him. You know. Yeah. Putting himself out there. Yeah, and I will say he he does a lot physically for the role. I know there's. If anyone's seen it, there's points in it where I I understand he's he's has a lot of makeup on, but no, look look he he does a lot in terms of not being that kind of hard man. Hey, hey, yeah, you, I'm a priest. Yeah, say say some hail marys for me, yeah, all right? Yeah, uh, and do you know what? Like looking at his his <laughs> say back- of the mother for me, all right? <laughs> <laughs> say looking at his back catalogue, like this this is a, an actor now who you know you could say he's he's been good in comedies, he's been good in kind of more serious roles. Mm. Uh, this I think again kind of fits into that narrative that you know he he has a good bit of range, mm-hmm. um, and would I say I I don't know who else you would cast in this role so that's if 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 that's anything okay. to go by I think okay. that's that's probably the nicest okay. thing I can say about it. I'm gonna cut you off now. Yeah, I no, feel that's like, I feel like you need you need a release yeah, from this. We've said way too much um, about this movie. Okay, who are we giving this to? Um, I have an idea who I want to give it to. Yeah, go. I think it should be Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, I was going to say the because same. Because I guess the reason why I give it to her is not only is her performance so dependent on the the emotional connection she's able to show to her husband and her daughter and her father, yeah. but also the physical performance of doing all the stunts. Yeah. It's not a very stunt-heavy movie, but she is a professional stunt professional actress stunt, in a way. Yeah. Uh, and she does her and stuff, martial yeah. artist, and she does her own stunts in this movie. Yeah. And it's like, I don't know how they cast it. Do they... Do they find someone who could do stunts and then ask them to act? Or do they find... Like, during, like, the process yeah. of, like, how they cast the movie. Yeah. The fact that they were able to get this, like, double-edged sword of, like, she can do stunts and, yeah. and the performance. Well, that's the thing. The, the only other actor I'd say that would contend with her is Ki, did, yeah. Ki Hoi Kwan. Yeah. Uh, and just simply, I, I would say um, the fact that he was able to jump right back into yeah. acting and, and just go from from doing mm. literally nothing to, to his role yeah. where he, he literally has to switch from, from yeah. one character to another at points and he has a great monologue bit in it yeah. with some words that fucking really hit yeah, hard and yeah. he delivers it yeah. so well uh, but no this is Michelle Yeoh's movie it's Michelle Yeoh so, well, yeah. and also the, I will say the first like non-joke winner of this yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. Jim Carrey and Colin Farrell of one of the last two <laughs> yeah. so Very fair play she's, yeah. she's broken the mould yeah um Okay, well, I guess we'll move on to... Um, well, you said Father Stew is not a very good movie. Yeah. So I guess that ties us into the Pooby of the Month. Pooby of the Month, um, yeah. But it is unfortunate because you didn't watch any other bad movies. No, exactly. But and I, even even the bad movie I watched, you know, it, was, it wasn't horrible. Yeah, but I sought them out then. Yeah. I was like... I was like... I was just like... I was like the child snatcher in Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. <laughs> I was walking around with my big net... Being like, poor movies. Come to me. Come out and play. <laughs> um, so what I did was, I watched... Well, I knew Firestarter was bad. Um, but yeah. I saw a load of poor reviews on it. And so I said, fuck it, I'll watch it because it'll give me my usual Gary rant. Anyone who's listed this knows. Gary so loves Zac Efron too. Um, I don't mind Zac Efron. He's nah, funny. Yeah, um, oh, that bod though, am I right? Remember he remember he got like he put on like a small bit of weight and then was like, Look at that dad bottom like, I'm sorry, what? That's what we're defining that as? No, 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 we can't allow that. Uh, he's a really cool dude. I don't know if you ever watched his hot one episodes. No. You just see him, he comes across as very cool. Yeah. Um, you would have thought after Yeah, his, that's what I mean. Yeah. Like he, he just comes across as really like just yeah. level headed. Okay, that's good. Um uh, but anyway, the yes, so I was like fire started, that'll be my Gary has a big rant thing. Yeah. And then I found a movie that I put. Even worse. I found a movie. Oh, get 
I'm ready. <laughs> so the movie is, I'll talk about this movie now, yeah. Sneakerella. Yeah. Oh, I know what people are thinking. Doesn't that sound like another movie? Yeah, it sounds like Cinderella. But what if it's to do with sneakers? So I thought like I could do my whole rant or I could just read out my letterbox review, which I think yeah. accurately, Yeah. Um, I think someone texted me and like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> so... What is Sneakerella for those wondering? It is a modern twist on the classic fairy tale Cinderella. This movie decides to update the story we know and love by gender swapping our roles of, our, of the two main characters and most importantly incorporating one of the coolest, hippest and rad things around today, sneakers. Yes, the multi-billion dollar underdog industry known for its slave labour and a precarious environmental friendly operations is the cornerstone of this heartwarmingly cringe nightmare of a movie. With musical notes com- uh, combined together for what can only be legally called songs and visuals that are appealing to audience members who have just learned what colours and shapes are, it makes you wonder why James Corden wasn't in this movie. Ah, lad. Okay. No reason to okay. go straight okay. in on him. Okay. James Corden? Yeah. Yeah, he deserves it. <laughs> See what he even did to Danny Rick? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At the Grand Prix? Okay. So this movie is bad, but I had a fantastic time with it. It's yeah. like Moonfall in that you're like, holy shit, they're yeah. doing that. Like, oh my, what the fuck is this? Sorry, just the, fir- the first thing that kind of popped out from your review there, the music... Like was so it, bad. Is it a musical? Yeah. Oh. But not good. Okay. The songs are like really generic. I don't know who wrote them. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. Yeah. I don't even want to call them out. And um, look, it's a just straight to Disney Plus movie. It yeah. was never like it's not meant to be good. It, yeah. it, it's very much catering to a certain audience and um, people who've just learned what colors and shapes are. Uh, and that's really flat. The CGI is awful. I will say the acting is actually pretty decent. Uh, the main kid, L. Yeah. Do you get it? I get it. Like Ella. Yeah. Like Cinderella, yeah. but it's a dude. Okay. It's very smart, this movie. Mm. A lot of layers. And uh, so basically, it's all about him, and he works in a sneaker shop uh, that his mother owned, but then she married this guy who had two sons, mm. and then the mother died, and then now the stepfather has taken over the shop, but he wants to sell it. But little L is like, no, but I want to have a dream of selling shoes to the neighborhood. And he designs shoes, but his best friend is like, you're the best shoe designer out there, L. And he goes, no, I can't design shoes. I'm shit at it. But then they were going to one of the biggest sneaker drops of the, of the, of the decade, year, month, who knows, <laughs> uh, King Sneakers. You'll see where this goes later on in a second. Uh, I got it. So they get to the queue. And he's like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get, get, get these sneakers quick because I need to get back to the shop otherwise my dad's gonna kill me. And then they see the queue and it's really long. It's a super long CGI queue and they're just like, oh no. And they then, couldn't just get people to queue up somewhere now. So then what they do is then they're like, this guy's like, hey, get it, stop, stop cutting the line. And then this like uh, attractive rich girl is just like, no, they're with me. They're my cousins. And then the Elle and her get talking. They're vibing. And then he shows off his psychic sneaker powers. We won't get back to that. And he basically Sherlock Holmes in that like you can tell everything about a person by looking at their sneakers wow. that is never used again in the rest of the movie um, it, but, and then what happens is they become friends and then they spend a whole day together in Manhattan having a great time wait did she- they get the shoes? Uh, no because they all sold out because some guy bought a load and they're like why do you have to buy so many shoes? Yeah, he's got he's got six feet <laughs> he's got six feet <laughs> I think they actually say that he's like you only got two feet <laughs> <laughs> anyway and uh, yeah and then they spend a whole day together and then uh, what happens is they go their separate ways and it turns out that she is the daughter of the guy the big king sneakers guy who's an ex-basketball player I'm doing a very bad job of playing this movie is so, he a real basketball player no, no. Uh, it's played by some guy and uh, oh, what else is bad about this movie and then what happens is then they spend the whole day together and they get whisked away. He's like, oh my God, look at the time. I get back get back to the shop. And they never... Yeah, I thought he was in a hurry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he forgot that too. <laughs> then he gets back to the shop and then he's like, no, I didn't get her name. And I'm like, 
how the fuck like Instagram yeah and then anyway then and then and then it turns out that she's the sneaker princess you get it princess uh, princess charming yeah. princess sneaker charming and uh, and then they and then he's like and then there's a big sneaker event sneaker con <laughs> sneaker con and he designs shoes for it and then oh his fairy godfather is the gardener <laughs> the gardener okay, uh, I'll give you 30 more seconds to wrap okay, this up okay, okay. the gardener uh, makes his shoes magic and they drive in a car that's called like pumpkin express and they go to the event and then everyone thinks he's a big hotshot designer but he's not but he needs to get back by midnight for a reason that's not really determined other than the gardener said he needs to get back by midnight and then he leaves in a shoe on the escalator and then she has a whole Instagram uh, campaign being like help me find my sneaker prints and then eventually because he got in trouble for going to the sneaker con thing he eventually musts up the courage to go in but his two stepbrothers then find out uh, that you know he's lying to your one because she thinks he's a big sneaker fucking guy and then uh, Mr. Sneaker King Mr. Sneaker King <laughs> such a Okay, I'm cutting you off. I'm no, cutting I'm you so straight off. And then off. Mr. Sneaker King is like, you better stay away from my daughter. And then there's a big sneaker con event uh, or some some other big event. Oh, they're dropping the big shoes because she's trying to be like, hey, this guy is the hippest hoppest thing going around. He knows sneakers, not this bullshit designer you have. And then at the big shoe drop, uh, he's he, they're about to reveal the boring shoes and then he comes with his shoes and then him and the dad have a rap battle. And, and then happy ever after. <laughs> so shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Anyway, it's, it's such a bad movie. Yeah, we we you've you've, you've, so told, you've explained the whole <laughs> plot the of the movie. You're the first person I've talked to. I wouldn't understand, but you don't need to play, explain the whole plot of the movie. Oh, nobody watched this. <laughs> yeah. Nobody watched this. But like, no, I, do, I still think people could watch it and get enjoyment out of it. Mm. Anyway, so it's a bad movie, but I do think the movie of the month is Firestarter, <laughs> and I know I've just, but like that was bad. And Concept ne- wise, I feel like there's ideas there. Yes, that like you're you're taking like the, obviously the gender swap. Yeah. that's a good concept. Then they're um, African Americans. Yes, so like that's I like that idea and maybe a little bit, mm, you know, bit on on the nose with the whole sneakers thing. Like yeah, um, that's a lot of cultural appropriation. In, a lot of sneakers in this. A little bit too much cultural appropriation there. Um, but like I do like the modernization of it but again it seems like they're taking a lot of liberties <laughs> yes <laughs> I um, forgot about the magic gardener oh, so good <laughs> anyway uh, yeah. but I do think the worst movie of the month is uh, Firestarter uh, and I won't do the whole plot of this one because there is none uh, so basically Firestarter is about a sorry this is me talking back to back I do apologise yeah um, yeah very quick overview so it's basically it's adapted on a Stephen King uh, book and it's about basically a two parents that were uh, medically experimented on who had powers who went into hiding and then their daughter got powers and she starts fires with her mind and mm. the movie is then Pyro on, from X-Men Py- yes <laughs> and then it's basically them being on the run from the government organisation who are trying to find the parents See that? That sounds cool. Oh, it's done. It sounds so like quite. a cool concept. It is, but it's just not yeah. nothing exciting about it. Yeah. Um, Have you seen Midnight Special? No. Yeah, that's watch that. It's good. Okay. <laughs> uh, this movie's like an hour and a half as well. I feel is it? It's short. Yeah, sure. Um, it's not. It's nothing special. Zach Efron's fine. I was kind of wishing I'd hate him in it. If I'm honest. But they send an assassin after him who's like, it's just lacking any any. It feels like it never gets going, and then it's the end. And it feels like the first episode yeah. of like a series in a way. There's really interesting stuff there. There, I can I ruin a line of dialogue for you? Go, I don't care. Do you know what the so uh, she? There's obviously the scene where you know she's 
she's finally mastered her powers and she's you know in the government agency and she's like fighting the bad guys and at one point she sets a woman on fire who's like please please don't hurt me and she goes liar liar pants on fire and then burns a woman to death hilarious and it's just such a boring movie it's so boring like it's just it's what so there's already a movie of it yeah. and I think it works better as like a retro and oh the score is by John Carpenter it's so cool uh, it's yeah. a really cool score because it makes you feel like it's one of those old 80s movies like a Halloween or something like that yeah, yeah. so it's really cool that way yeah. but the visuals are flat the powers are boring um, oh they have a fucking funeral for a cat um, <laughs> a that's re- just yeah, such a boring movie yeah. oh, I'll have to give a movie of the month it's such a waste of time um, concept wise it sounds like again it could be something that's interesting it could be something that works yeah but I'd love to see the original because I uh, guarantee you this is exactly the same they just didn't do anything enough to like yeah, modernise modernise it, it in yeah, any like, way shape or form and it's, it takes place nowadays or is yeah. It? yeah but and there's even stupid reasons of like things could be easily solved if there was phones but like the family like no phones we don't want to be tracked kind of thing oh, okay. so it's kind of just it does a really bad job and a lot of the dialogue is very wooden the script is awful yeah um, yeah, I, again, really interesting story. I just think, I don't know what it is. Something about Stephen King adaptations, just they never hit the mark. Yeah. Uh, like, it could be that type of thing where they're just so, such good concepts and because they're working off something that probably people are very um, kind of aligned to or whatever, they, they feel like they don't need to put too much effort into it. Mm-hmm, yeah. And they're just like, well, we know, you know, Stephen King fans will go go to see this anyway. And I, yeah, it like, it feels like something, like what I will say to people, it sounds a little bit like, like Midnight Special. I think that's on Netflix. I'm not sure. Michael Shannon's in it and someone else in it. It's it's really quite good. It's, it's again, one of those kind of slow burns, but it's that kind of running away from the government because your kid has powers and um, trying to keep them safe or whatever. So, uh, that sounds like a, a worse worse movie than that yeah. so, or a worse like, version of that yeah it's not bad it's just boring it's yeah. just like I, I never felt engaged with the movie yeah, at all yeah um, yeah just like and I can't, uh, no one said they to make a bad movie but just like they feel like they didn't try yeah it just sounds like they didn't put yeah. any effort Zac Efron being a dad's interesting though yeah I'll say that was kind of cool because yeah. it was like geez I haven't seen him do that sort of role before yeah. and we're talking a bit, a bit about that actually with another guy later on but like that was an interesting thing yeah and like the fire effects were bad. Yeah. And like Zac Efron's a good actor. Like he's Yeah, a, but again, I think it's the script. Yeah. I think that's what held him back yeah. in this. No, like, I just don't think he should be doing roles like that. Like he yeah, shouldn't like he shouldn't be trying. Like yeah, I don't think he's he, not that not that he's been above it, but like Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, definitely Poovy the month anyway. Yeah. So congratulations. <laughs> so uh, the, the one question I was gonna ask is 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 this the worst movie of the year? Is this worse than the bubble? <gasps> no. Oh, great question, David. Oh, I've been caught. I've been caught out. Sorry. Uh, I probably should have told you this. No. Well, well um, we had it paused. Um, <laughs> is it the worst movie of the year? Hold on, give me a second. So check, the, the two that up. come to mind are The Bubble and Moonfall. Nah, it's probably the worst movie of the year. Yeah. On my, on my garometer, it's the same score as Sneakerella. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably the worst movie of the year. Oh, this is really bringing down the average of the month, like... Yeah, it is. But that's, I mean, there's two extremes. Strange, that, like, yeah. I gave a five-star movie this month Ooh. and then also a one-star movie this month. And high praise. Why did I give it two? I think I literally only gave it a... An, like a I didn't give it a half-star because of the soundtrack. It's yeah. so cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Um, also, yeah, I think it also ties into worst worst actors. So, I guess in terms of the worst actors, do I, did I write their names? Did I name and shame them? <laughs> did I, I don't think I did that. Did I, Gary? No. No. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah, in terms of worst actors... Um, there's one character in particular who's really bad in Firestarter 
again like she's playing like the head of the agency trying to hunt them down and again like I don't like I, I never know how I feel about this worst actor award I always feel no like what I would say this worst actor thing would be if you if it was a big movie and someone is like clearly phoning it in or something oh well then I do have one it's okay. in uh, Doctor Strange okay. and Multiverse of Madness yeah um, look we'll get into it in a bit later but uh, as a movie in a whole but this me and David kind of disagree in this movie a bit like I think we both have I think I gave it two stars and you gave it three if I recall yeah something like that maybe so yeah. like but I think I am more well I'm more prone to do it anyway but I had a much more intense negative reaction to this movie than you did so we will get into it. We'll, I, I, yeah. I'll, I'll get into it, yeah. But. Um, but I guess from a performance point of view, and there's going to be spoilers for Doctor Strange because yeah. I don't fucking care. Yeah. Because if you haven't watched it by now, No, don't like it. it's been out for a month. I yeah. Think people, like whereas people, everything ever all at once, I will keep that, yeah. keep that secret, keep yeah. it safe. Um, so in a scene in Doctor Strange 2, there is an introduction to this uh, group of people called the Illuminati where mm. you have all these characters who are, you know, the, the smartest and best, brightest uh, superheroes of this universe. And it's a really cool scene because we're introduced to, like, different variants and characters that we know. So there's Captain Carter, who they've actually released now. Yeah. They have pictures of her, yeah. um, which is, like, P- Peggy Carter from the Captain America movie. But what if she got the superpowers? Yeah. You have Black Bolt, which is a character where um, he has like a supersonic when he makes a noise it's supersonic so it like mm. blow up a building um, but they actually use the actor from the TV show Inhumans which I thought was cool but he's in a comic fully comic accurate costume <laughs> they have Monica Rambeau but she's played by Lashana Lynch uh, from the Captain Marvel movie yeah, which yeah. is really really cool as well and they is have she not played by Monica she played her in, in she played her f- mother oh she sorry, yeah, mother. sorry um, yeah sorry I say Monica sorry apologies yeah. it's um, Maria Maria Rambeau, Rambeau yeah. sorry um, and then they have Charles Xavier played by Patrick Stewart which yeah. is really fucking cool and then there was the the last reveal of it and I swear this is not a this is actually not a Gary has a gripe with something from that's unfounded I like to think I'm actually quite accurate on this yeah. which is uh, John Krasinski is revealed to be Mr. Fantastic Reed Richards yeah and it was so cool. It, I, everyone, it's all over TikTok of like people going wild at this reveal. And the idea of him being the character is really cool because it's this whole thing online of him being Reed Richards and his wife Emily Blunt being uh, an invisible girl. Yeah, well, it's like he 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 was sorry. His character in comic books was based on John Krasinski for. I think a couple of years like they just yeah well not since the 60s no no just like yeah, re- more recently look, yeah. yeah in terms of looks like okay a little bit like Sam Jackson with yeah, Nick Fury yeah. Nick Fury yeah. um, but I will say I this the, this performance that he gave in this yeah. inspired me in no way to want him to come back and play this character yeah and I think that was my problem with it whereas there was no other character on that lineup that had the potential to go off and have a series other than John Krasinski's Mr. Fantastic and I felt like he did nothing in the role he literally just read his lines yeah. I, I feel like it was just John Krasinski cosplaying there was nothing I know yeah. he was on screen for a short amount of time but man you want to go out there and do something cooler like yeah. have a have a way of speaking even more like he's meant to be this emotionless robotic man who is an asshole like, in the thing he's meant to be a prick yeah. he's, he introduces the smartest man alive but it looks like fucking Jim Halpert like yeah. do you know what I mean like it's just nothing about it it's so uninspiring I just was so disappointed by that and the movie on a whole but this in particular so what I will say is it looks like he was filmed like on his own well I I know Emily um, sorry um, Olsen uh, Elizabeth Olsen Elizabeth came Olsen. out and said that she did one of those lie detector tests for Variety and she was like he was like have you ever filmed a movie with this man she was like nope I've never met him or like I, I never met him when we were shooting I yeah. said like a way of saying no so I don't think but yeah, yeah so I know it's hard to act against yeah. people when you're not there yeah 
But my, no, I don't, want, yeah. I don't want him. I just, I'm done with it now. I don't care. Don't care. I just was like, what? A, I think I was also annoyed at the movie as well. But that, mm. I was just like, man, you really could have had something there with that, and you wasted it. John Ham. Who? John Ham. In Top Gun. No, no. Oh. John Ham as Mr. Fantastic. Oh, one thousand percent. I think he should be Doctor Doom. Yeah. I, I, I have to see him Top Gun. I, I, John Ham could do anything. Yeah. I know, obviously, he had like alcohol issues and abuse. I think as well. Yeah. But he's such a good. Yeah. Put him in anything. He should be. He should be headlining something. Yeah. John Hamm as Reed Richards. <clears throat> I'd like just... to see him a bit younger. No, I will. Maybe would I? No, we did that with Miles Teller. Yeah. Just imagine his character, oh. like from Mad Men, just as an arrogant prick. That's like, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like he needed to come off, come across as a prick in a way. Yeah. Sheldon Cooper would have been better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, you're an absolute. You're, if he's introduced as the smartest man alive, you look at someone like Tony Stark, and he knows it. Walks into the room like yeah. Reed Richards should be like. He should have this thing of like, I'm so much, why am I wasting my time with you? Like, Dr. Strange, like, it's all weird. So, the only argument I will have to that is that, uh, and, and one of our favourite um, po- other podcasters, um, Mr. Sunday Movies, came out with this. He's just like, these are just a pack of nerds. Like, they've literally <laughs> not come up against anything, like, as serious. Destructive. And as, destructive. And, like, yeah. like, the arrogance of him to just go and literally tell, uh, Scarlet Witch or Wanda yeah. like what we're gonna do to you if you don't and like just yeah. completely underestimate him now I do agree with you I, I think the performance wise but again I, I don't know how much you can really come across in you know the two and a half minutes of screen time he had like but I, I, I do agree with you it, like it was kind of John, it was it, cool to see him initially yeah. and then it was just but like, that it just felt like it was it was like do you know what would be funny do you know what would be a cool idea and mm-hmm. they did that and they didn't really do anything else with it yeah that's fine uh, can I do that can I give it to him yeah, if you're on. Yay! Fuck you, hey, John. Uh, hold on, are we going to the producer? <laughs> See, who does, who does the producer thing? Oh! <laughs> no, I. You got that. Wait, which, that. No, which Gary is this? <laughs> which Gary? Yeah, which Gary are we getting for this? Um, We get. We get the Gary who loves the office. Gary, <laughs> Gary loves the office. Yeah. Uh, hi, Gary who loves the office. What, what's your vote? It's a really big, important one. He just replied with, that's what she said. <laughs> oh, you're never, never going to get anything good out of him. Oh, jeez. That's going to go over a lot of people's heads. <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah, I get Scott it. joke. Yeah, I get it. Uh, yeah, fuck, I'm going to give it to him because I don't think, I'm not, and, and P. Sneakerella, nah, I think, mm. that, oh, I'd love to give it to the, I'd love to give it to, to the two people, the, the, this, the magical gardener man or the, yeah. the sneaker king. Yeah. But it's funnier to give it to John Krasinski. But the, the thing is, there was no big actors in those two films, was it? Yeah, so I can't judge it off their other experiences. Although I think the Magical Gardener was in the Cheetah Girls movie. I'm afraid I haven't seen that part of his work yet. Mm. I'll get around to it. Okay. Um, but yeah, let's... Okay, yeah, let's get on to Doctor Strange 2. Yeah. Because... Visual um, garbage. I was going to call it visual. I was going to talk about it and then we can talk about okay, it. Which yeah, category okay. it falls into. Okay. Um, yeah, so, because I'll, I'll, let, so this I'll, I'll let you loose first. Sorry, I'm talking. No, much. no, go on. I, I, no, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you my problem with it was, was I just found it very disappointing because it's a movie that's set up so much yeah. uh, in terms of concept in that like they call it multiverse of madness and they have the budget for going home, hopping into like multiverses with different mm. sort of you know things where traffic lights, red traffic lights mean go, and they have the entire Marvel catalog of movies to like pull characters from. But the fact that and again spoilers, the fact they only use it really properly for one scene and it's a, a, a really infuriating scene from a plot point of view because you're just like wait how did like that's all it took or like that's what you thought would stop this person or uh, the, 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 the power sets again of the movies all over the place but I guess it's not 
it's not a bad acted movie I don't think I, I think there's a good story in there somewhere I just think they tried to do too much they tried to make it a horror movie but it wasn't really a horror movie they tried to make a multiverse movie it wasn't really a multiverse movie and they tried to make one of the villain but they didn't didn't really do that effectively as I would have liked because I think having seen and again another problem I had with it was that it really just I thought just fucking was really disrespectful to some of the other stuff Disney have done on the original shows which is WandaVision and What If where it's and Loki where it's like why not there's a character who looks and sounds like a character from what if but they, they specifically explain that it's not him like why couldn't you just have that link mm-hmm. just have it there WandaVision she's all she did that, again spoiler for WandaVision I guess is that you know because um, he's not in this movie so anyway it's very much like she uh, one of the last words she says to Loki uh, to not Loki to, to Vision is uh, what's the point of saying goodbye because we know we see each other again why not pay that off in this movie where she's literally going to any dimension she wants where she can have her husband <coughs> there's just some really weird stuff in it and she seems anyway so it's just a movie that's all over the place. It's wasted potential in my opinion. Yeah. And I think in terms of some of the directorial decisions from score to visuals to concept, it's poor. And ultimately the movie just felt pointless. Okay. Yeah, okay. I, I can understand. Yes. I can understand where you're coming from. And I can I can see a lot of issues with the movie. Like number one, the America Chavez character is literally a plot device. Like it could have been mm-hmm. a rock. Yeah. Um, the, like a gem. Yeah. The, the some of the story points are a little bit all over the place um I agree with you there and I think you're, you're right about um waste potential in terms of like if this is if you're going to make a multiverse movie you need to or you, if you're going to call it a multiverse movie you need multiverse to follow multiverse of madness yeah you need to follow through with that not even a calm trip through the multiverse <laughs> but what I will say is okay I'm, I'm going to s- s- try and defend this movie is okay. number one um this is like one of Marvel's phase movies. So, for example, like a, a an Iron Man, a Thor, Captain America, one of those ones where it's, it, you know, it's it's not like the main kind of Avengers movie. And I think because we're post-Infinity War, post-Endgame, we're just so used to seeing movies with like, you know, characters upon characters from the, the Marvel Universe. And we've just become so accustomed to seeing that. And I think... Marvel have ha- must try and take a step back from that, and I think um, again, Spider Man Home, uh, No Way Home was another one where again they've they've added in mm-hmm. characters from different dimensions and stuff like that. But I think that because of that, because it's just one of those kind of build up movies, mm-hmm. I think that's the reason they didn't follow through with say the the multiverse concepts, okay. things like that. Okay, so that's number one. Can I do a quick counterpoint? Okay, don't do this story then. Yeah, I know. Well, that's <laughs> uh, no, that's I, that's fair. But like, yeah, yeah. Number two, I think the other thing is that that's the the other reason is I think people went in with too high expectations. Yes, I agree. I did yeah. as well. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And I had said it to you on the last podcast that like it's a two hour runtime. It's a phase movie. Like just lower the expectation. Yeah. I think that's the one thing I did. I remember just on the day I was just like, okay, just bring down the expectations because in, in my head I was thinking Tom Cruise as Tony Stark yeah. I was, who did I, I want I wanted uh... I said Hugh Jackman and you were like no oh he, he's definitely there how do they not get I just... know but like anyway. that, you, you have to think conceptually I, I that they, that. they're going to spend so much money on one movie like a big you know Temple mm-hmm. Avengers movie yeah. where they're, they're probably going to have m- multitude of characters I know it's Secret Wars I think is yeah, what, yeah. that's what everyone seems to be saying and like they'll probably have you know thousands of characters in that or whatever yeah. but like this is a Doctor Strange movie where they're probably looking at the budget and they're saying, you know, we're, we only want to maybe spend so much money on this in terms of like getting actors in and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that was another issue, I think. But number, my, my third point is, the, one of the reasons I, I enjoyed this movie so much was that this was so unique to Sam Raimi. Mm-hmm. Like, 
I enjoy a lot of Marvel stuff. Like, I enjoy the Thor movies. I enjoy... Sorry, the the more earlier Thor movies. I think the newer ones are more unique to Taika Waititi. Say, like, the Spider-Mans. But I will... I would absolutely come across... I would absolutely come out and say that anyone could make those movies. Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing yeah, yeah, unique... No, agree, to, yeah, yeah. Nothing unique to those movies where I'm like, that's John Watts or that's Alan Taylor or Kenneth Branagh or... Because didn't... Joe um, Johnston or Ava, any of those... Ava DuVernay, didn't she leave... Oh, maybe I'm confusing this now. Didn't she leave Black Panther because yeah. she basically was told... What to do, yeah. As in, like, Marvel's like, oh, no, don't worry, we have the action guy. He'll yeah. do the action for you yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, and that's like... and Look, to be fair, it's a, it's a formula that's worked for him in the past. Like, you mentioned Black Panther, like, nothing uniquely Ryan Coogler about mm-hmm. that. I understand maybe he added in some, some of the concepts of the kind of Black Power movement and yeah. things like that, but... This is a Sam Raimi movie and there was points in this where I just had so much fun of just Sam Raimi just getting to flex his muscles and and do ridiculous stuff and like there's there's a bit where we we talked about like we've heard so much about Wanda being this absolutely powerful superhuman in this universe but we've never got to see that really Mm -hmm, like there's bits points where in Civil War points in Infinity War and Endgame where she you know she shreds some people up but in this she literally gets to go into a room and literally take like five Avengers out with yeah. like with one go and, and and then the the chasing after that where she's she's chasing them through a tunnel and things like that and there's there's horror elements to yeah. that and the, the another movie I'm going to come back to is Scott Derrickson on the first Doctor Strange like nothing about that screams Scott Derrickson to me like there was points in it where he, he may, have, may have got to add in his mm-hmm. elements but this and, and it's one thing I do like is that he made it uniquely Sam Raimi as well as being a Marvel movie and I think that's the one thing if Marvel wants to stick around people are going to get sick of the Marvel formula very quickly mm-hmm. and we've seen it with the Disney Plus movies if you're just going to you know crank out the same shit every every week people are going to get sick of it yeah. whereas I think with this I was just so you know moved by okay this is Sam Raimi doing his thing and look like it, it's not going to work every time it's not going to work for yeah. everyone and some people might have thought like oh I didn't really like that it, it, as you say some of the musical cues or some of the you know s- switch in atmosphere or um, in um, what would you say like tone yeah. of, the, of the movie you know, it, it can be a little bit harsh, but I just had a such a good time with it in that case. And and, and again, as I said, I, I can absolutely agree with anyone who didn't enjoy this. But for me personally, the uniqueness of, of Sam Raimi getting to put a stamp on it. And look, I, I thought um, Elizabeth Olsen was really, really good in it. I thought like there was bits in it where she she literally is deranged. Yeah. And I think that's where the madness comes from. Now, look, again, as I said, it, you know, it's, it's all subjective, so... Mm. But high expectation, I think that was probably think, the biggest issue. I think it issue. was, but it's just more like, how, how, how do you, like, don't, like, I feel like they just put themselves, just, I was more angry than putting themselves in the situation yeah. to allow that to happen. Yeah. It's like what they did with um, uh, Mephisto somewhat in WandaVision, yeah. where it's just like, they had so many hints to a thing, and then it's not, it's like, how do you expect people not to get annoyed yeah. by that? You know what I mean? You want to feel, the, the, the fan base want to feel like they're going to be rewarded for watching everything yeah. and knowing these things. But when you just make something, oh, I don't, like what I felt was just quite generic. Um, like then, then what's the point of making, like having, making the whole thing that you have to watch all these other supplemental materials that yeah. they add to the value. I do agree. There was some really good Sam Raimi stuff in it, but I just think it wasn't consistent enough to the, the whole movie. Yeah. Um, like the, 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 that opening scene, really interesting. Mm. Love that. Uh, the Wanda chase scene was good. And um, Wanda, when she, once she gets into the, 
Magical Palace. Yeah. That was all very cool. Yeah. The, it looked a bit like The Ring or yeah. something like that. All yeah. All that. Love that. Yeah. Really, really cool. I just think there was a, just a lot of other stuff. And the trailers were fucking diabolical yeah. in the, what they gave away. Like, the, the fact they gave away Zombie Strange. But yeah, that's, like, I mean, that's, that's I think that's just an issue with yeah. Hollywood. Like, and I'll always complain about that. Like, mm. and, and that's the reason why I think we enjoy movies like Everything Everywhere All at Once yeah, and, I didn't and stuff like trailers, that. Yeah. And even Top Gun. Like, how many times do we see Top Gun? But they seem to just they like cut, cut that trailer so well. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, we've seen that trailer for years, years. now. Yeah. And to have so much left in that movie. Yeah. Oh, I, like, can we talk about Top Yeah, I think we'll move on because... Like, look, we'll go around in circles yeah, on this. But yeah. again, it's, it, who is this movie for? If you like Marvel movies, watch it because you have to watch all yeah. of them. But if you were just like trying to dip your toe into a Marvel movie, I would say fucking... I don't know. Let's give you a Sam Raimi fan. Like, What's another good Sam Raimi movie? Spider-Man. Okay. <laughs> And name another one. Spider-Man 2. <laughs> I fear to ask one more time because I think I know what it says, uh, but I'll give it a go. I've seen Evil Dead. The first one. That's fucked, isn't it? Yeah, I know, it's a bit weird. Um, no, but like, I just think, what the fuck were they thinking getting Sam Raimi out of retirement after nine years? Mm. Or like, Just like, why was he an option? Like, yeah. Give him a Marvel show and make it fucking deranged. Yeah. Give him like give him Moon Knight or like like yeah. do, like something like that. I feel like the the Doctor Strange thing would have been interesting, but if you're not gonna go there, like make it R rated or don't bother getting yeah. Sam Raimi kind of thing. I know we can do PG thirteen, but if you're going for a mm. horror theme, I don't know like there's a Halloween special coming up. Why did you not get him for that? Get him doing it and get John Carpenter doing the score. Like mm. I don't know. Anyway, I'm gonna give a visible garbage if that's alright. I think we need to go to the. <laughs> Yeah, producer. I think we need to go to the producer. Um, which, which multiverse we get in this land from? Mm. Oh, Gary, who's the Sorcerer Supreme in his multiverse. What's this? What's he doing? What? How did he, he get that coin behind my ear? <laughs> What's the coin say? It says you're right. Excellent. See, I, had, I think you have to give a visible garbage. I don't think. I think like what we always say is where it's a movie that has you know it has everything yeah. in its power to be good and should be a fire in all cylinders but it was ultimately disappointing and I think you can agree that this movie is disappointing I don't know <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm not gonna argue well we can't like, there's nothing else I can think of yeah that's fair Father Stu no there's nothing else that's really suits I think it has to, it has to go for Doctor yeah. Strange I'm, I'm, I'm not I don't like giving it visible garbage yeah. I don't compared think to what it. else yeah like, a bit like, like Morbius and, yeah. don't, did we give Morbius visible I think we did yeah. like yeah like I don't think it's on the same calibre yeah. But, like, if we have to give it to something. Yeah, that's fair. Um, right, we have only one more movie to talk about, I believe. Yeah, so... Top we, go through, we go through our nominations for best movie, and then... Top yeah, Gun? well, like, movies I have here... Well, I have just three, which is Everything Ever All, all at Once, on Colleen Kuhn and Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, no, that's fair. But Top Gun Maverick is something we saw... This week? Thursday, yeah. Tell me better. What are, we, what are your um, thoughts on David? Okay, so I'd not seen the first one. Uh, and I was going in with mm, not low expectations, medium expectations. Yeah. I was medium warm on it. Just because it, like, even the trailers which we had seen literally for two years kept kept ending with um, coming out in 2020. Yeah. Like, they didn't even bother to change the year. And I was like, mm, is this another um, Tom Cruise movie where, you know, he just gets to do stupid stuff and, you know, it is, you know, Mission Impossible. A stunt movie. Kind yeah. Of. And I said it to you, I was like, even after the movie, I was like, Tom Cruise kind of just plays the same character in a lot of movies, you know, if, you know, you could easily substitute out um, Ethan Hunt for, for this character. Yeah. Um, it's it's a Top Gun movie, so it's, it's, the, it's Maverick from the last Top Gun who 
he's kind of this test pilot and he's the you know he doesn't play by the rules does what he wants he's a maverick yeah he's a maverick and um he's been called back to top gun not to be part of the program but to be uh, to teach the next generation of pilots and mm-hmm. um, for a big secret mission and um we're introduced to a kind of a, a weird melding of, of characters yeah. from um, all ethical from, back yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and um, he has to teach him he has to get them in top shape to be the best pilots around and, and for a big big mission big mission yeah um, but what I will say is this is one of the best action movies I've seen in a long time this movie is one like of it's, all the movies this year I'm like if you have to watch if you can only watch one in cinema so far yeah. It's this movie. This movie is way better than it has a right yeah. to be. Yeah. Like, considering, like... Maybe we should give this hidden gem. I know, exactly, yeah. Um, so, first of all, like, character-wise, I think it's grand. I think characters are fine. Yeah. They're, they do a decent job. Um, plot... I, no, sorry, I'm just going to... Oh, yeah. yeah, sorry, I'm just going to go plot-wise. It's generic enough with a cool concept towards the end. Yeah. And then, uh, but what stands out about this movie is just the pure, the pure way in in, in the action was shot. Yeah. It was just, and I know you said watching the first one that they had to do a lot of stuff with models. And yeah. Thing, but this one seems like they've, it's really caught up with the time that they're able to do those, those plane shots yeah. much, much better. So that's my thing. So I, so I watched the first one yeah. and hated it <laughs> uh, because it's like, I was surprised at how little about it planes it was. It was a lot to do with personal relationships mm. and the feud between him and Val Kilmer in the movie yeah. and him trying to woo the teacher played by Kelly McGuinness or whatever yeah. her name is. And um, and then when it was that time for the big action scene at the end, it had, in my opinion, just aged so poorly and was just not pleasant to watch yeah. because there's just a lot of quick cuts. You don't really know where things are. It's models, but it's also sometimes real action. And it just was, I was just like, this is not fun. I was really enjoying it. Not enjoying it. But I think this movie, the uh, Top Gun Maverick, is... Why, why the fuck is it called Top Gun Maverick? It's focused on Maverick. Like so that. was the last one. Okay, yeah, well... I, I, it's not, I'm, not, I'm not giving out to you about it. No, yeah. The next, it, one, the next one could be Top Gun Rooster or something like that. They could, they're probably... They could. They I could easily... call it like Top Gun, taking flight again. Yeah. <laughs> let's go... <laughs> yeah, let's, sounds let's so go, much better. Let's go up in the sky, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Come fly with me. <laughs> Come fly with me. Catch me again. Uh, but, so, I think this movie has the same like rough plot of where yeah. it's to do with um, you know being an uh, opening scene doing a flying thing getting in trouble then having to be put in a new situation where you're trying to make uh, physical like you know emotional connections with two different characters on two different levels and then there's the big scene at the end yeah. but what this movie does even better is the the, 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 the whole ugh, personal relationship emotion shit is takes a back seat instead of being at the forefront and the action is the selling point in it yeah. and that the last 40 minutes of this movie yeah. are batshit crazy like, no, I don't want to set people up too much yeah. but uh, in terms of like you said how it's shot mm. Tom Cruise trained these actors how to be in these planes yeah. they tra- he trained them how to operate a camera he trained them how to like know what's good for cinematography for certain mm. shots which direction to look yeah. that, like that's just an unnecessary level of effort yeah. to put into this movie yeah. but my god did it pay off so well big time I I've never gotten... There's only a few... There's only one time in my head where I've, I remember being on the edge of my seat with with tension. And that's normally... I think it was in the uh, interstellar uh, docking sequence. Yeah. This movie yeah. has... There's just... Like maybe three of those sprinkled out towards yeah. the end where you genuinely don't know what's going to happen. Exactly, yeah. And it's fucking great. It's the editing for me. 
yes like there's, like there's a few training scenes where they like cut between people kind of giving um speeches or kind of talking to characters sprinkled in with the action scenes and it's a case of like you know where the planes are as they're flying like mm-hmm. somehow they've they've cut it together so that like you know each corner they're going into or where they are in the in the um the mission or or, or the training course in which they're going and it's it is like acting wise i think it's really really good i i assume tom cruise is actually in the plane or sorry they're all in planes i, I presume some of them are yeah. um i don't think the nerd boy yeah was in a plane by himself okay yeah i know i know miles teller was yeah, yeah. i know tom cruise was i know hangman was yeah i'm not too sure anyone who had two people in their plane yeah. i don't think were doubled up yeah. not too sure yeah um but like it, it, as i said like it's just it's it's personalities and it's Tom Cruise, or it's Maverick's character trying to get the best of them and, and trying to build them into like a team. And it's things we've seen before. Like this is, it's, it's like dodgeball. It's like yes. those underdog stories where you're bringing a team together. But like it's, it, for me, it was just, and I said it to you afterwards. I was like, it was only like about 90 minutes through where I even thought about time passing. Yeah. And there is points in it where it slows down a bit. There's interactions between Tom Cruise, Maverick, and um, Jennifer Connelly, and it's, it slows down probably a yeah. little bit too much. But as you say, I think this whole film is just building up to that tempo action scene mm-hmm. right at the end, and it like again, it's 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 it is edge of the seat stuff. Yeah. Um, but it is just so satisfying mm-hmm. to see something that. It comes together so perfectly and again I the one thing I, I really call out is the editing just mm-hmm. being able to build your whole tempo scene around something you know so well yeah. and you've built up so well you know each part of say the each layer of the mission and and being able to follow your your characters throughout and understanding the under understanding the concept or understanding the consequences if they were to fail but also the stakes and yeah things, no, everything like yeah. that so uh, and I think that a lot of it helps is because the, the, the last scene or the, 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 the mission at the end of the movie is very Mission Impossible. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. like, it, it doesn't feel too much like it is, it is Mission Impossible. But it makes it is, sense why yeah, you would have these characters these doing do it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you um, wouldn't have the mosh, yeah. Impossible Mission yeah. Force. Um, <laughs> the IMS. Mission Force Boys. <laughs> uh, but it's very much, so yeah, the producer, one of the producers is the guy who directs the most recent um, Mission Impossible is Chris McQuarrie. Oh, That's yeah. when they started getting the same yeah uh, but still good quality yeah um, but yeah ah, it's just and I can I so love how much Tom Cruise fought to keep this as yeah. a cinema movie exactly and, yeah. and with the release windows I'm just like I yeah. think it's a movie there's like the way you know content is now these days you can watch from home and like it's yeah. like Firestarter I'm like jeez I want to go to the cinema and fucking watch that yeah. to have a movie that literally I, I feel like demands people yeah. to go watch it and sit like yeah. we need more of that yeah. because it makes better movies exactly, and makes better yeah. experiences like something like Everything Everywhere All at Once I loved watching that in the cinema it was incredible like I said I could hear I could feel like the, the sadness yeah. the atmosphere though oh the, do you remember the fucking drunk guys yeah. I know they were drunk but they were definitely high yeah. because every time there was a silly thing they yeah. laughed far unfortunately unfortunately <laughs> to everyone else yeah. um, but, but like again I, I could watch that at home no problem I yeah. don't think I'd have the same experience yeah. watching Top Gun at home but I still think it's incredible. And also another point I wanted to make, which was um, about the action is it's, again, it's nothing that we haven't seen before because we've seen fighter jet 
jets before, but like this is the the best yeah. fighter jets we've ever seen. But also, like you said, in terms of the action, but also the storytelling yeah. of how you can understand each character's like emotions in yeah. the way they fly yeah. as well. Like that, incorporating that shit into it. I'm just and like, like they come across, and we I always we always say it on this show, don't tell, mm-hmm. and you, you understand each character's weakness because yeah. they show you yeah. in in training exercise and things like that. So and it it it's smart in that way that it does the show and doesn't you know always tell and then the 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 other point i was just going to make i'm going to add on to what you were saying is the the mission parameters as well add another layer of of um jeopardy yeah. to everything they're doing and it's it just adds stakes to everything so yeah, yeah look i mean it's uh, the the only reason i wouldn't have this above say and everything everywhere all at once is due to just uniqueness of of everything everywhere all at yeah. once but this as an action movie i think this is, it's, it's going to be very memorable yeah, yeah. Uh, and i hope see this thing i'd love to see a sequel yeah. will they spend that level of money again yeah, on this i know i don't know but i hope they, they do i'm sure they lost out a lot on I this did, yeah. because it was supposed to come out in 2020 and yeah. you, you know this is sitting on the shelf for two years but mm. i mean uh, like uh, one of the lads I follow on Instagram um, he's kind of like I wouldn't say he's a professional reviewer but he just he had a great time with mm-hmm. it he just he just asked people to go out and support these types of movies because Absolutely. It's, it's, yeah. it's something we don't get enough of but it's also something where it could have been shit it yeah. could have been something so generic and, and, and another reason why I love for this to do well it's like it would promote <laughs> It would help so much in those conversations. I feel that happens in Hollywood. It's like, oh, do we need to? Do we need to send the pilots up there? Yeah. Like, do we need to send the actors up there? Do we need to do this yeah. for real? Yeah. This is why you do that yeah. shit for real. You know, you could have done this on a blue screen. Oh yeah, Netflix. and that's that's the other thing on location stuff. Oh, like, was... like, there's a whole scene that literally, you know, when the jet flies over um, Ed Harris. Yeah, yeah, that I've seen that broke, behind the scene, and yeah. they were like, "Well, we can't do it again." Yeah. I'm like, "Yes, do that sort do of that. shit." Exactly. Right? Yeah. And um, yeah, I'm kind of with yourself in terms of like, in terms of like. Like I gave this movie four, I think I gave it four stars. I feel like I probably should give it four and a half, but I think yeah. it's because again I wasn't too sure from the story point of view. Like, am I am I giving it five, four and a half stars based on an action scene alone? Unsure. Yeah. Leave it with me. I was I was halfway between the two things, yeah. but I gave everything everywhere all at once five stars because that's just a brilliant movie yeah. from start to end. Yes, it does drag in the middle, but in terms of the message, the creativity of some of the shots and the story points in it, the acting. The, ah, I think it's okay. yeah. I, I want to give it movie of the month. I don't know how you feel. No, about it. I, as I said, I think just for uniqueness sake and something we don't get enough of in Hollywood, it, you know, everything everywhere yeah. all at once probably deserves it. But we don't need to ask the producer. No, 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 no. We give him a rest because I have do, one. Do you, you want it? I was going to just just in case. I was going to ask he, fighter jet pilot Gary. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Gary, he's not responding to me. Oh no, he's got a code name of sorts. <laughs> <laughs> What's his code name? Turn around, I can see your helmet. Oh dickhead! Oh, you're a loser <laughs> in that universe as well. Oh no! Uh, um, actually, sorry. The other thing I was going to mention: all these characters are pricks. Oh, they're, they're all, all assholes. assholes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you have to be. Like, they're lovable. They're yeah. lovable assholes. Bob's great. Yeah. I, I kind of wanted to see something from Bob. I didn't want to see the generic. The the the, the, the nerd becomes like a jock. Yeah, yeah. But I would have liked to see something cool with him. But yeah. you kind of see that in, yeah. in ways. He does his bit. He does bits and bobs. Hey. <laughs> um, right. Okay. So okay. Well, that's our last award. Yeah. Um, I'll briefly go through what's coming out next month. Yeah, okay. Uh, so people want to vote in the Spotify. I only just like people to vote because I'm interested to know what the what's, general consensus yeah, is, what yeah. people are looking forward to. Um, but one of the ones that's coming out tomorrow, uh, it's called Men. It's mm-hmm. done by Alex Garland. It's to do... I have the descriptions here I can read if you want, or I can just try and explain it in my poor 
English. No, I think some of them some of them explain themselves, but men, I think, is one you probably need to just... Yeah, so in the aftermath of a personal tragedy, Harper retreats alone to a beautiful English countryside, hoping to find a place to heal. However, someone or something from the surrounding woods appears to be stalking her. What begins as simmering dread soon becomes a fully formed nightmare, inhabited by her darkest memories and fears. So it's Alex Garland, who people might know from Ex Machina or Annihilation. It's got a actress in it whose name I forget. Jesse Buckley Jesse Buckley thank you very much and it's got Rory Kinnear most known for the James Bond movies fucking a pig <laughs> and fucking a pig as the Prime Minister of uh, Britain uh, but yeah and it's a really interesting movie in that he plays all the male uh, Rory Kinnear plays all the male characters because all men are the same yeah all uh, pricks all pricks <laughs> Um, we're so, so sorry <laughs> so that could be interesting I'm yeah. intrigued to see I, 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 it's not getting good reviews but yeah. I feel like it's probably because it's more artsy fartsy than yeah. Yeah. good um, was that a can could be didn't anything get, could didn't be a can a, didn't get a standing ovation probably only got like a 30 seconds in ovation because <laughs> everything gets a fucking standing ovation in the can here's Gary Grievance uh, this whole can standing ovation thing needs to fucking stop because everyone's like oh you got a five minute standing ovation what the fuck does that mean why are you standing there clapping for five minutes you know what I mean what if I could go to a bus stop and there's a seat and I see it's in three minutes you can bet your ass I'm sitting down Top Gun Maverick got a thick what are you doing like they gave Elvis 12 minutes standing ovation Fucking get out and beat the rush. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's probably to... another movie to go watch. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that shit. You can think of all the things you can be watching on Quibi. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's been a Gary Grievance. Fire Island. Uh, it's a comedy. It's got Bo and Yang in yeah. it. Uh, it's out the 3rd of May. It's about a group of queer best friends gather in the Fire Island Pines for their annual week of love and laughter. But when a sudden change of event jeopardizes the summer in gay paradise, their bonds as a chosen family are pushed to the limits. The trailer did not make it sound that dramatic. Yeah. Uh, but it just looks like a lot of fun. I don't know. It's a cool movie about like a, a bunch of queer best friends. There should be more of them, I feel. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, what else we got? We got Hustle. Uh, June 8th. With Adam Sandler, who yeah. plays a down and out, uh, down and look ba- basketball scout who discovers an extraordinary player abroad, brings him, uh, and he brings the phenom back without his team's approval. It's just Adam Sandler being serious in a movie. Yeah. And, uh, Is this the, the same lads who did? No. No. Okay, Could be. <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, Uncle Gems? Uncle no. Gems, yeah. <laughs> but I think they want you to think that. Yeah, that's the. Uh, that's it's the got Queen Latifah in it. I don't know. I'm not the first We'll see. We'll see. see. Uh, June 10th, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah. You think, you have a sneaky feeling that this could be good. I do have a sneaky feeling it's going to be good. Okay. You wouldn't get Sam Neill back yeah. for this. Because he couldn't give a shit, I feel. He I feel like he... I, he's only coming out for great movies like yeah. Hunt for the Wilder People. Yeah. <laughs> but I feel like, uh, are you fucking, Jeff, uh, Jeff Goldblum would do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that was. Yeah, uh, he'll do anything, and then Lord Dern, Lord Dern. she's a she's what Oscar winning, yeah. Emmy winning. Like she doesn't need this she shit. Need it, yeah. Um, yeah, okay, yeah, I can understand. So that. I feel like that they got them back. Yeah, I just if they do a whole thing, which is like, oh no, they've made another dinosaur, but it's bigger than the last one, and it goes invisible, and it can fly, and it can teleport, and see the the other thing is, uh, sorry, Jurassic. Uh, Dinosaurs in the real world. I yeah, feel that's like that's that like, done, yeah. and like they they kind of hinted at it in the Lost World. Mm-hmm. You got that at the end, but they never really kind of went there, went all the way. Yeah. So this is yeah, I, I I'm interested. interested. I don't know what if the runtime's two hours forty seven minutes. Nah, <laughs> this needs to be a two hour eighteen. Two hour eighteen. Tanya, I could look it up now. I don't know what it is, but uh, I'd say it's around that. So, it's Universal, isn't it? Universal. They need a hit. Like oh, they've got the uh, Fast Furious. They got Minions. Mm. What we get? Oh, two hours twenty six. 
See, you, you, that could ha- that could that have could be good, yeah. eight minutes of credits. Yeah, I don't know who's directing it. It's the same guy as the last, Colin Traver- Trevero. Star Wars. St- uh, he was no, sorry, he's cut from Star yeah, Wars. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he did, he did, he's done all the other Jurassic movies. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Look, look, I'm optimistic about it. Yeah. You know what I mean, uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, she's a great actress, fantastic director. Yeah. Um, Chris Pratt, love that. Are they bringing back the other guy? Um, glasses nerd glasses but nerd boy <laughs> no I don't think they are no. I think Jeff Blue Joe yeah. oh Justice Smith they are oh they good are stuff they. yeah I love that right, yeah. okay fuck it I'm intrigued by it it'll be a fun blockbuster movie mm. um, we got uh, June 17th Spiderhead so two inmates yeah. form a connection while grappling with their past in the state of the art penitentiary run by a brilliant visionary who experiments on their subjects with mind altering drugs it's on Netflix looks weird this is the Chris Hemsworth one isn't it yeah and Miles Teller mm, Miles Teller yeah um, it's not a bit of a run if this is good Miles Teller mm. mm. where's that Fantastic Four sequel hey mm. uh, cha real smooth a yeah. man who works as a bar mitzvah party host strikes up an un- uh, unique friendship with a young woman and her teenage daughter Dakota Johnson's in this it's been getting really good reviews on Letterboxd mm-hmm. and I haven't seen what's on Rotten Tomatoes but yeah it seems good uh, yeah I'm looking for it uh, June 24th The Black Phone it's got Ethan Hawke in it Finney Shaw is a shy but clever 13 year old boy who's being held in a soundproof basement by a sadistic masked killer when a, disco- when, a dis- when a disconnected phone on the wall starts to ring he soon discovers that he can hear voices of the murderer's previous victims they are dead uh, and they are dead set on making sure what happened to him doesn't happen to Finney looks interesting that sounds cool weird thriller horror kind of type movie Ethan Hawke yeah. he's on a bit of a run yeah love that uh, number, number uh, still June 24th when where the crawdads sing a woman yeah. who raised herself in the marshes of the deep south becomes a suspect in the murder of a man she was once involved with Daisy Edgar Jones Daisy Edgar Jones someone who's been viciously overlooked yeah. after her performance on Normal People because yeah. everyone's obsessed with Connell on his chain so I feel like this is um, so the, the, based on the book yeah yeah um this is... She's finally getting the recognition, I think, after Normal People, or, well, I'd, I'd say probably before Normal People as well. But I'd say it was just a, very delayed after COVID. I'd say a lot of the big things she was part of yeah. just have kind of sat on the shelf for a little bit, little yeah. while. We've seen her, obviously, this year in Fresh as well, so... Yeah, very good and uh, Fresh. Yeah. No, I'm interested by it. Yeah. And uh, I think that's every... Oh, no, what's this one? Elvis. <laughs> Why would I leave that till the end? It's almost as if I have a lot to say on this. Elvis. Elvis rises to fame in the 1950s while maintaining a complex relationship with his manager, Colonel Tom Parker. Is that it? <laughs> do we have anything to say on Elvis? I know you do, but we might leave it to the next... Uh, might, cut, yeah, might cut out a whole section of the next podcast look, just for you to uh, look, raise I, raise your grievances about I the king. A, I need a good, I need a good um, ranch movie. Yeah. Look, no, uh, this looks... I don't know how to feel about this movie purely because Baz Luhrmann, he is hit and miss in my opinion yeah. and I don't think he's actually proven himself to be a as much of a renowned director as he is. Everyone thinks Everyone he thinks is. he is. Yeah. He's done Romeo plus Juliet, Moulin Rouge and The Great Gatsby and the other one I don't know. Calm yeah. down. Yeah. Just calm the fuck down. The Great Gatsby was a flop. It yeah. did not make a lot of money back. It didn't get critical acclaim. Yeah. Why do people think Elvis is going to be different? I don't know because Tom Cruise, uh, Tom Tom Hanks is in it. Tom Hanks is doing one of the most non-Tom Hanks performances I've ever seen. Is that good? Is it bad? Well, no. He sounds like your man out of the terminal. You haven't seen the term. I have, have seen you? the term. Oh, have you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. in sense, like, that feels like Tom Cruise. Yeah. Uh, Tom, Cruise. <laughs> Tom Hanks being Tom Hanks. Yeah. Anyway, this just seems weird. There's weird prosthetics. He's like, ah, it's just weird. Like, he's like, we're the same, you and I. <laughs> it's just like, it's something like, it's a weird controversy. I don't know. Anyway, uh, it just looks like the trailer pisses me off. I just yeah. don't like the trailer. 
and the trailer hasn't won me over. Austin Butler kind of looks like a ghoul. And His voice is a little bit too over the top for also, me as well. And it's also that he's playing Elvis. It looks like he's playing Elvis over like a certain amount of years. Yeah. But it doesn't look different enough. Like he's supposed to be playing Elvis when he starts off versus at the end. Yeah. Is that going to be jarring? Yeah. I just don't know how I feel about this movie. I just feel like there's a lot of hype about it and I just... I don't know. I'm I wait to, I'm gonna wait until I see it. Mm. No, I'll make an opinion now. Movie of the month. Already, well, Already. We've, we've we've slotted that one in straight yeah. away. Yeah, we've saved some time next week. This one's a bit long, so we save some time next week. Next month. Next month. Yeah. Um, I think that's everything, David. Is it? Yeah, that's fair. Jeez, that's a long one. That's huh? a long one. Yeah. Um, no, it was some good. Um, this has been like I actually think you know what this has been a good month. Personally, I know I didn't watch the the two bad movies that you and did. You don't but, need to watch uh, anymore. Yeah, uh, I've I've got the whole uh, <laughs> whole gist of it. Um, but in terms of movie or movie month rating, so I still think March was the best. I think March this, is Batman. Yeah. See, this had a four and a half and a five star movie for me. Oh, maybe yeah. But it did have Firestarter and Sneakerella. Yeah, that kind of brings it down. I think, yeah, I think this is going to be... But see, this was always going to be good because it had big blockbustery movies, whereas that's something April didn't have. Yeah. This probably had the most Greenlight movies. Had yeah. Uncon and Kuhn as well. Chip and Dale. I think it might be May. Yeah. It's got to be May, David. Yeah, Morbius and Ambulance. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Okay, wrap it up. <laughs> wrap it up. Okay, right. Uh, well, Jesus, David, thank you so much for coming back and doing these. I've I am glad to. Doing them. Um, he says, chain to the desk. <laughs> I'm in a soundproof basement with Ethan Hawke and a telephone. Someone help me. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yes, thank you very much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed. If you want to, like I said, uh, you know, get on the letterbox, follow us on the gram, and give us those five stars. Let us know what you're excited for for June. And any feedback, we'd love to feedback, hear. Feedback, yeah. There's a little thing on the Spotify. You can throw stuff in there as well. Thank you very much for listening. We really hope you enjoyed.